Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Traditional marketing talks at people, content marketing talks with them. Doug Kessler. It's Henneke Watkins Porter again, and it's episode 121 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is with Haley Dale. Haley is a certified content strategist and founder of Your Content Empire, where she partners with small business owners who are ready to build their content empires their way. Through her programs, DIY content kits and award-winning Tell All Weekly blog, she helped, she's helped thousands of entrepreneurs create smarter content on a consistent basis that delights them and their customers while growing their bottom lines. I'm so looking forward to having this conversation on creating the perfect content plan for your business. Welcome, Haley. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Hanukkah. I am so excited to be here. Awesome sauce. And before we dive in, of course, I have a little fun question for you. What misconception have you had about Jamaica or Jamaicans or if you've had any? Oh, boy. Um, this is pro- <laughs> is this true? Like the food is really spicy. That's the first thing that pops in my well, head. Well, spicy is relative, right? Um, for us, it's just regular. Um, for visitors, usually they say it's spicy. But then, you know, you know, when I was introduced to Indian food in a proper way and like their spice is nothing compared to ours in terms of the level of spiciness. You know, if you're not running all over the place when you're eating, then, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, my first time eating Jamaican cuisine and I just could not get enough water. Mm, Oh, my gosh. It's not that bad, but I understand. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get back on track. We're talking about or we'll be talking about creating the perfect content plan for your business. Now, talk to us about, Haley, your journey as a content strategist. Where did it all start for you? Oh my gosh, going way back now. I am now in my fifth year of business. um, And I actually started my business as a web designer. So for the first six months, I was designing websites because I was doing something really similar to content strategy in my corporate job. So I originally started with a side hustle with my business kind of on the side, I think like most people. And I was doing communications and content and marketing strategies in my corporate job. And so with my business, I thought that I wanted to get as far away from that as possible when it turns out six months later, all I could write about was content strategy. All I wanted to write about was content strategy in my own business. So that was a sure sign um, that maybe I should pivot my business to be about content strategy. And it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to do something different than what I was doing in my corporate job to get a break from it, but that I wanted to do it in a different way and with different people. Um, And that's what I love about content strategy, specifically for online and creative business owners. You know, that's interesting what you just said. It's like you have, you've had this eureka moment. So it's not like you really wanted to do something differently, but perhaps you wanted to do it in a different environment, perhaps under your terms. Um, with the people mm-hmm. that you want to do it with, right? 
Exactly. Yes. And it made uh, paying my student loan payments for my communications degree a little bit more palatable because I felt like I was doing something related. Right. And you were, you know, you're doing something that you love. And you talked about your communications degree because that's where I was going to go next in terms of what's your educational background and, you know, how you ended up and, and what was the deciding factor for you really in that direction? Oh yeah. Wow. I have, um, I have a master's in communications, um, from Royal Rhodes university was, which was actually the school used in the X-Men movies as the professor Xavier school. Mm -hmm. Um, so I say I went to the mutant school, um, (laughs) but, 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 but uh, the reason I went for that is because I changed my undergraduate degree so many times that by the end of it, because I was picking based on my interests, I could only get an English degree. And so when I came to the end of it, I was really at a moment of do I would I prefer to get a master's degree or would I prefer to go to law school? Um, and my sister is a lawyer. So seeing, um, you know, just seeing her journey, I knew that uh, communications and writing was probably it for me. And so that made the decision easier. All right. So let's define some terms now, you know, make it, sim- you know, simplify some terms. What is content marketing? And perhaps tell us why it's important even. Yeah, so I think that content marketing is a way of creating content and using content to build your business. So I think that most people, when they think about content marketing, what they think of first is blogs and in particular written blogs. So I think that's a huge misconception when it comes to content marketing, because really content marketing is anything, anything that you create that gets your message out there. Um, I think that it's a strategy of doing business in that you are building a community, you're giving value value first, and then asking or leading to the sale later. So it's a way of give before get. And then listen to you talking, I'm thinking of Gary V. Give, give, give that, you know, and then right, job, 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 and then right. (laughs) So you said something quite important. Um, It's not just blogs, right? Because of course, Mm -hmm. there's this ripe misconception that content is just about writing a blog and um, not even a vlog, you know, just the, the, the text and so on. And um, also, I, I, I suppose another misconception is because we everybody's on social media right now, right? And so everybody's putting out, quote unquote, content. Are these people, you know, in a, perhaps in a very random way, are these people content marketers? I think that they are. I think when it boils down to it, any content that you're putting out there is content and content marketing, right? It's a way of getting your message out there. Mm -hmm. Now, is it necessarily strategic? Not necessarily. Um, And so I think that's where the strategy, so the content marketing strategy piece of it is really giving a defined angle to that content or a defined endpoint and goal and a purpose to that content. Um, So I think Yes, it is content marketing, not necessarily strategic content marketing. It's more like a spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. All right. So let's talk strategy now. What are some of the elements that we need to be factoring in, in terms of developing a strategy for a business, whether it's fashion or food, or it's a service business that we're doing? How do we um, come up with our strategy and a winning strategy at that? 
Yeah. So I kind of have five steps that I take my clients through when we're creating their traffic plan and their content strategy. Um, So I think that the first step is really more of a pre-step and that's kind of looking at the past data. So if you have been doing content marketing in the past, if you have been blogging and doing social media and sending out emails, right, going and looking at all of that data and seeing what it tells you. Does it tell you what topics are the most popular? Does it tell you what your people and how your people like to consume content? Um, So what numbers is it telling you? You. And if you find yourself overwhelmed, like my, a lot of my clients, they find themselves really overwhelmed trying to do everything when it comes to content. This can be looking at the data can be a really good way of knowing what is working and what is worth your time in your business versus what is kind of a waste of time without really giving you the impact or the ROI on your bottom line. And so I think that pre-step is really to look at the data, both for what it's telling you and where you should be focusing on. So number two, I think um, for any business, whether you are in fashion, like you mentioned, or whether, you know, whether you're a digital product or a a physical product is really to choose, I think, what is going to be your promotional focus for the coming month. So I like to, I like to create these strategies on a monthly basis. You could totally do it on a quarterly basis, but I think you need at least a month to really focus on one particular offer in your business to really drive traffic towards and draw and like give a theme to all of the content that you're putting out there so that you can build momentum so that it actually has an impact and it starts, you know, getting in front of the right people. And they start to, I think that so many people, they try to, they have trouble choosing which offer they want to focus on, which offer they want to promote. So they try the strategy of trying to promote everything at once. And not only do they find that they're overwhelmed with trying to create enough content to really cover all of those different offers, but they're also overwhelming and confusing their audience too, who probably can't answer what they're really about or what they're really promoting, right? So by choosing one promo focus for that month, you're going to really give a theme and give a trajectory for your content to follow for the month or for the quarter. Um, So then step number three, I think after you've chosen that promo focus is really to identify the content pieces that you need for the month. So I like to think of this as my, I like to think of it because I create content on a weekly basis. So a weekly blog post. Um, And I like to think of it as my weekly content bundle, you might be creating a cornerstone piece of content like this podcast or a video, right? Whatever the hub of that content strategy from which your email, from which your social media posts all um, jump off from and support. Um, So I like to think of like, what are all of those content pieces that I need for the month that I'm creating the strategy for? How many blog posts, how many emails, how many Instagram posts or whatever social media channel I'm focused on? I also like to think in terms of attract, engage, and convert. So what type of content am I putting out that month to attract a new audience and get in front of new people? Then what type of content am I creating to engage with my existing community and my existing list? And then finally, what content content and I'm, am I putting out there to really convert my existing list to a sale based on what that offer and that promo focus that I've chosen for the month. Um, so that's really step three. And that leads into step number four, which is to do a bit of a topic brainstorm. So once you have your promo focus, once you've identified those content pieces, it really is doing a brainstorm on what those topics should be for those cornerstone pieces of topic co- content. So for something like a podcast where it's based on interviews, 
that's not necessarily so much in your control. It just kind of depends on who you're interviewing, although you can, I think, hand select who the guests are to give a trajectory to that. But I think if you're blogging or creating a video where you're the one creating the content, you can do a topic brainstorm based on that promo focus so that all of your posts for that month are centered around whatever it is that you're promoting. So if you are, you know, doing spring fashion, I don't know, one of your posts might be, you know, rain jackets for the spring, fashionable rain jackets for Mm -hmm. the spring or whatever that is, right? So just that there's like this natural connection. And then finally, once you're done that topic brainstorm, go into actually building your calendar. So I have a monthly content planning kit that I have on my website. You can also just do a blank calendar. You can just use your planner, whatever you want to use. You can use Google Calendar. There's so many options out there. But once you have all of that information, put it in a calendar so you know what dates you're working towards for the coming month for your strategy. So those are kind of the five steps that I walk my clients through. And it is amazing. So I took notes even as you were talking, you know, you're you're looking at your past data, just to recap, then you're choosing your promo focus for the coming month and you're identifying the content pieces for the month. You do a topic brainstorm at number, you know, your step four. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you build your content calendar. Now, you mentioned something, Haley, and it's, of course, the jargon that is used where content marketing is concerned. You talked about cornerstone content. I'd want you to touch a little more on that. What exactly, when you say uh, cornerstone content, what are you talking about? So you're right. That's a good point because cornerstone content is used in a lot of different contexts. And so when I refer to cornerstone content, that means like, what is the heart of your content strategy? And for me, that is your blog post, whether it's written, whether it's video, whether it's audio, because that really gives that's like the biggest piece of content that you should be creating from which everything else should jump off from. Back up to all your steps that you mentioned, don't get overwhelmed thinking about all these various offers that you have, you know, focus on one and build content around that. And, per, and perhaps point a good point to work with is a month. You know, you work on content for a month. Mm-hmm. In terms of the time, Haley, that is put into developing content that will convert, is the ROI commensurate to the time that is put in? Because it's not just if you're, if you're going to be doing it right, you can't just haphazardly do anything and expect that you're going to see those rewards and results. I think that long content is one of those long-term games, right? And the first month that you start creating content, you're not necessarily going to start seeing a ton of growth from it, but it is something that builds on each other. And there's this like magical tipping point with content where things just start to like click into place. And I think it also has to do with your email list size and how quickly and how successfully you're able to build an email list by giving someone some enticing reason to sign up for your list in the first place. So I think when it comes to ROI versus time put in, um, it, you know, it's not something that's immediate, right? Content marketing really is that long term game. And then finally, I think if you've been at content for a while, I do something called the content quit plan um, with a lot of my clients, and it's based around um, the forever funnel concept. And so this is where we are basically looking at your content as a body of work that you are developing. So what is an evergreen library of content that represents the best of your ideas and your processes? And there is a kind of a finish line to your content, right? So right now I have, you know, I've set up a forever funnel in my own business and it covers up to a year, but I can put that on pause at any time to do a live launch or to publish any new content. But in general, it is like 52 weeks of content broken down into like six 
week themes and content bundles where, you know, they are really here is like the best of what I do. Here's the best of my ideas. And this is my body of work as a content strategist in your content empire. And so I think once you get to that point of having that body of work developed, and if you've been creating content for a while, you probably have a lot of these pieces in place, you are going to be able to put your content on autopilot, and then step back a little bit to reclaim your time for maybe some different types of marketing in your business. Or maybe you just want to live your life for a while and escape that kind of content hamster wheel for a minute. Talk about building your content empire, Haley. Give us some, you know, insight into where we can find ideas and what are some of the ideas for um, content as we are putting our plan together. Yeah, I think the best place to start with coming up with ideas for building out that content bank, building out that, you know, evergreen library, your body of work, what I really refer to as your content empire is really just to talk to your people, right? So talk to the people that you want to be helping answer simply just answer use your content to answer their questions, answer their concerns. I'm a big fan of not hoarding the how a lot of people will be like, Oh, I'll just tell them what, what, you know, I'll just tell them why they need to do it, not the what. So I'm a big fan of actually not doing that. I'm like, kind of how you mentioned Gary Vee, the give, 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 or the jab, jab, jab. Mm -hmm. I think that you can give it all away and it will pay, you know, it'll come back to you. It's not like you're giving it like your entire course in a blog post format. Um, But I really think that if you just talk to your people, don't hoard the how, um, that's going to be a great place to start with building out, choosing topics and choosing what content to build that evergreen library of content around. Having a content uh, marketing strategy, is it always um, important to all sectors of businesses or you know you find that it works better for some businesses as opposed to others what would you say to that I think that all businesses can benefit from having a content marketing strategy in their business. You know, unless you have a famous BFF who's going to start shouting you out everywhere or a ton of money just to do paid advertising. I think that content marketing is the most affordable and effective way for you to build a community around your ideas and around your offers, regardless of what business you're in. Of course, you're going to approach it a little bit differently if you're a product-based business versus a service-based business versus a digital, you know, digital product, but it should be part of your marketing strategy unless you are fortunate enough to have a ton of money to pay for paid ads, as I said, or a celebrity BFF to really shout you out and build you up and get you that kickstart to that audience without you ever having to create a piece of content. You know, there are a ton of items that you can use to, you know, as lead magnets, for example, mm-hmm. you know, to to get your customers and your clientele um database large and larger and stuff. What are some of the most effective ways that you've seen persons done it over time? Yeah, I think it depends on the price point of your offer, right? And thinking about first, what is the point of sale for that offer, right? So is it something where people need to talk to you first, like maybe getting on a sales call? Or is it something where someone could go right to your sales page? And because it's a low enough priced offer, they don't really need to know too much about you in order to make that commitment. Because because you're not asking for thousands of dollars? Or is it something where you want them to have a micro commitment first by spending some time with you maybe in a webinar or a masterclass? So those that's really how I break it down for my sales funnel clients is figuring out first, what is their offer? What is the price point of it? What is the point of sale? And then reverse engineering what that lead magnet should be. So I think if it's something really low priced, you can go with a simple PDF. I think that's the most effective and affordable way. If you're going to be using paid advertising, it's a lot cheaper 
cheaper to go with something simple. Always base it around a question and a need that your ideal client actually has. But I think that if it's something, you know, where it's a little bit higher price, people want to get to know you first and you're going to want to give a lot before you ask for a lot. Creating something more robust like a masterclass might be a better way to go. Absolutely. Um, so much good stuff here, Haley. I'm going to ask you for your final thoughts as we wrap up. We're about to wrap up our conversation on content marketing. Sure. Okay. Well, I think first of all, don't get overwhelmed and don't try to do everything are my final thoughts. Go and look at the data. Go and talk to your people. You are not going to waste a single minute of your time by the conversations that you're having with the people that you want to be serving. And it is going to inspire so much content for you. That's going to be stuff that they actually want to read and use. Talk to your people, right? Yes. <laughs> so many of us, we like we know exactly what people want without ha- wanting to have that conversation. That's very important. Have that conversation so we can know exactly how best to serve our community. Haley, uh, it has been a pleasure talking with you. Of course, our People Formers community would love to be in touch with you. would love to know more about you and to know where they can find you. So I'm going to ask you at this point to share your contact details as well as you did mention to me that you have a giveaway for our audience around the subject of content plan and content marketing. So go right ahead and share that information with us, please. Sure. So you can find my blog. You can find uh, where I hang out online over at yourcontentempire.com. That's also my social media handle on Instagram, on Pinterest, and on Facebook. So at yourcontentempire. And then finally, for those of you who've been creating content for a while, or you're interested in that body of work style of marketing or strategy, um, I put together a five-step content quit plan masterclass. It's all about how the smart entrepreneurs are quitting content and increasing sales at the same time. So you can find that over at bit.ly forward slash content dash quit slash plan. So content quit plan. I like it. How the smartest entrepreneurs are quitting content, quitting content, right? Isn't that what you you would think, you know, you'd be telling, encouraging us not to quit content, but I get it. I get it. And I can't (laughs) wait. It's kind of misleading. I know, right? I know. I I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Haley Dale. It has been such an amazing pleasure having this conversation with you. Clearly, you're very, um, very knowledgeable about your industry and what it is that you do. And I appreciate you spending time with me today. Thank you so much, Hanukkah. This has been a blast. And thank you, my peak performer, for tuning in to this episode with Haley Dale. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until next time, visit HennekaWatkinsPorter.com to shop for the Entrepreneurial You merchandise. You can sign up for courses, read my blog, or listen to past podcast episodes. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. Well, good. Attention! LeaderCast Women is an inspirational one-day leadership event featuring renowned female leaders. Male and female audience members alike will leave LeaderCast Women with the tools they need to become leaders worth following. Attend the event via simulcast at Nutsford Court Hotel on October 18. To learn more, visit HennekaWatkinsPorture.com or call 849-2571. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors, 
and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.